Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 86. This week we're going to read Luke chapters 12 through 18. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, pray that as we look into your word today, that we will be willing to see where we need to change, that we would not stumble over the words of Jesus, over the person of Jesus, but that when we see that he is not as we had thought, that we would change, because we know that he is right and we are not. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Luke chapter 12 Meanwhile, when a multitude of many thousands had gathered together, so much so that they trampled on each other, he began to tell his disciples, first of all, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. But there is nothing covered up that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the darkness will be heard in the light. What you have spoken in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. I tell you, my friends, don't be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will warn you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast into Gehenna. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Aren't five sparrows sold for two Asera coins? Not one of them is forgotten by God, but the very hairs of your head are all counted. Therefore, don't be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. I tell you, everyone who confesses me before men, the Son of Man will also confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me in the presence of men will be denied in the presence of God's angels. Everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but those who blaspheme against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When they bring you before the synagogues, the rulers, and the authorities, don't be anxious how or what you will answer or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that same hour what you must say. One of the multitudes said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? He said to them, Beware, keep yourselves from covetousness, for a man's life doesn't consist of the abundance of the things which he possesses. He spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man produced abundantly. He reasoned with himself, saying, What will I do, because I don't have room to store my crops? He said, this is what I will do. I will pull down my barns, build bigger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. I will tell my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You foolish one, tonight your soul is required of you. The things which you have prepared, whose will they be? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. He said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, don't be anxious for your life, what you will eat, nor yet for your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They don't sow, they don't reap, they have no warehouses or barn, and God feeds them. How much more valuable are you than birds? Which of you, by being anxious, can add a cubit to his height? 
If then you aren't able to do even the least things, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They don't toil, neither do they spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if this is how God clothes the grass in the field, which today exists and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? Don't seek what you will eat, or what you will drink, neither be anxious. For the nations of the world seek after all these things. But your Father knows that you need these things. But seek God's kingdom, and all these things will be added to you. Don't be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell that which you have, and give gifts to the needy. Make for yourselves purses which don't grow old, a treasure in the heavens that doesn't fail, where no thief approaches, neither moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let your waist be dressed and your lamps burning. Be like men watching for their Lord when he returns from the wedding feast, that when he comes and knocks, they may immediately open to him. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord will find watching when he comes. Most certainly I tell you that he will dress himself, make them recline, and will come and serve them. They will be blessed if he comes in the second or third watch and finds them so. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what hour the thief was coming, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore be ready also, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour that you don't expect him. Peter said to him, Lord, are you telling this parable to us or to everybody? The Lord said, Who then is the faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord will set over his house, to give them their portion of food at the right times? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord will find doing so when he comes. Truly I say to you, that he will set him over all that he has. But if that servant says in his heart, My Lord delays his coming, and begins to beat the men-servants and the maid-servants, and to eat and drink, and to be drunken, then the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he isn't expecting him, and in an hour that he doesn't know, and will cut him in two, and place his portion with the unfaithful. That servant who knew his Lord's will, and didn't prepare, nor do what he wanted, will be beaten with many stripes. But he who didn't know, and did things worthy of stripes, will be beaten with few stripes. To whomever much is given, of him will much be required. And to whom much was entrusted, of him more will be asked. I came to throw fire on the earth. I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on the earth? I tell you no, but rather division. From now on, there will be five in one house, divided three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against her mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. He said to the multitudes also, When you see a cloud rising from the west, immediately you say, A shower is coming, and so it happens. When a south wind blows, you say, there will be a scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, 
You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky, but how is it that you don't interpret this time? Why don't you judge for yourselves what is right? For when you are going with your adversary before the magistrate, try diligently on the way to be released from him, lest perhaps he drag you to the judge, and the judge deliver you to the officer, and the officer throw you into prison. I tell you, you will by no means get out of there until you have paid the very last penny. Chapter 13 Now there were some present at that same time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all perish in the same way. Or those eighteen on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them? Do you think that they were worse offenders than all the men who dwell in Jerusalem? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all perish in the same way. He spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. He said to the vine dresser, Behold, these three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Why does it waste the soil? He answered, Lord, leave it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit, fine. But if not, after that you can cut it down. He was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath day. Behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years. She was bent over and could in no way straighten herself up. When Jesus saw her, he called her and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your infirmity. He laid his hands on her, and immediately she stood up straight and glorified God. The ruler of the synagogue, being indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the multitude, There are six days in which men ought to work, therefore come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Therefore the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Doesn't each of you free his ox or his donkey from the stall on the Sabbath? and lead him away to water? Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound eighteen long years, be freed from this bondage on the Sabbath day? As he said these things, all his adversaries were disappointed, and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. He said, What is God's kingdom like? To what shall I compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed which a man took and put in his own garden, it grew and became a large tree, and the birds of the sky live in its branches. Again he said, To what shall I compare God's kingdom? It is like yeast which a woman took and hid in three measures of flour, until it was all leavened. He went on his way through cities and villages, teaching and traveling on to Jerusalem. One said to him, Lord, are they few who are saved? He said to them, Strive to enter in by the narrow door, for many, I tell you, will seek to enter in and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen up and has shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us, then he will answer and tell you, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. He will say, I tell you, I don't know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, 
and all the prophets in God's kingdom, and yourselves being thrown outside. They will come from the east, west, north, and south, and will sit down in God's kingdom. Behold, there are some who are last who will be first, and there are some who are first who will be last. On that same day, some Pharisees came, saying to him, Get out of here and go away, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I complete my mission. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow, and the next day, for it can't be that a prophet would perish outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together, like a hen gathers her own brood under her wings, and you refused. Behold, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Chapter 14 When he went into the house of one of the rulers of the Pharisees on a Sabbath to eat bread, they were watching him. Behold, a certain man who had dropsy was in front of him. Jesus, answering, spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? But they were silent. He took him and healed him and let him go. He answered them, Which of you, if your son or an ox fell into a well, wouldn't immediately pull him out on a Sabbath day? They couldn't answer him regarding these things. He spoke a parable to those who were invited, when he noticed how they chose the best seats, and said to them, When you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, don't sit in the best seat, since perhaps someone more honorable than you might be invited by him. And he who invited both of you would come and tell you, Make room for this person. Then you would begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when he who invited you comes, he may tell you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. He also said to the one who had invited him, When you make a dinner or a supper, don't call your friends, nor your brothers, nor your kinsmen, nor rich neighbors, or perhaps they might also return the favor and pay you back. But when you make a feast, ask the poor, the maimed, the lame, or the blind, and you will be blessed because they don't have the resources to repay you, for you will be repaid in the resurrection of the righteous. When one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who will feast in God's kingdom. But he said to him, A certain man made a great supper, and he invited many people. He sent out his servant at supper time to tell those who were invited, Come, for everything is ready now. They all, as one, began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field, and I must go to see it. Please have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I must go try them out. Please have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I can't come. That servant came and told his lord all these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in the poor, maimed, blind, and lame. 
the servant said. Lord, it is done as you commanded, and there is still room. The Lord said to his servant, Go into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you that none of those men who are invited will taste of my supper. Now great multitudes were going with him. He turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and doesn't disregard his own father, mother, wife, children, brothers, and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he can't be my disciple. Whoever doesn't bear his own cross and come after me can't be my disciple. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, doesn't first sit down and count the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Or perhaps, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, everyone who sees begins to mock him, saying, This man began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or what king, as he goes to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with ten thousand to meet him who comes against him with twenty thousand? Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends an envoy and asks for conditions of peace. So therefore, whoever of you who doesn't renounce all that he has, he can't be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt has become flat and tasteless, with what do you season it? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Chapter 15 Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming close to him to hear him. The Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. He told this parable. Which of you men, if you had one hundred sheep and lost one of them, wouldn't leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that was lost until he found it. When he has found it, he carries it on his shoulders rejoicing. When he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I tell you that even so, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who need no repentance. Or what woman... If she had ten drachma coins, if she lost one drachma coin, wouldn't light a lamp, sweep the house, and seek diligently until she found it. When she has found it, she calls together her friends and her neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the drachma which I had lost. Even so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner repenting. He said, A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me my share of your property. He divided his livelihood between them. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all this together and traveled into a far country. There he wasted his property with riotous living. When he had spent all of it, there arose a severe famine in that country, and he began to be in need. He went and joined himself to one of the citizens of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed pigs. He wanted to fill his belly with the husks that the pigs ate, but no one gave him any. But when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I am dying with hunger. I will get up and go to my father and will tell him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants." He arose and came to his father, but while he was still far off, his father saw him and was moved with compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. The son said to him, 
Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf, kill it, and let's eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. They began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field. As he came near to the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the servants to him and asked what was going on. He said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back, safe and healthy. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and begged him. But he answered his father, Behold, these many years I have served you and never disobeyed a commandment of yours. But you never gave me a goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this your son came, who has devoured your living with prostitutes, you killed a fatted calf for him. He said to his son, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But it was appropriate to celebrate and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Chapter 16 He also said to his disciples, There was a certain rich man who had a manager. An accusation was made to him that this man was wasting his possessions. He called him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give an accounting of your management, for you can no longer be manager. The manager said within himself, What will I do, seeing that my lord is taking away the management position from me? I don't have strength to dig. I am ashamed to beg. I know what I will do, so that when I am removed from management, they may receive me into their houses. Calling each of his lord's debtors to him, he said to the first, How much do you owe to my lord? He said, A hundred battos of oil. He said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Then he said to another, How much do you owe? He said, A hundred cores of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. His lord commended the dishonest manager because he had done wisely. But the children of this world are, in their own generation, wiser than the children of the light. I tell you, make for yourselves friends by means of unrighteous mammon, so that when you fail, they may receive you into the eternal tents. He who is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. He who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If, therefore, you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? If you have not been faithful in what is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You aren't able to serve God and mammon. The Pharisees, who were lovers of money, also heard all these things, and they scoffed at him. He said to them, You are those who justify yourselves in the sight of men, but God knows your hearts, for that which is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. From that time, the good news of God's kingdom is preached, and everyone is forcing his way into it. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one tiny stroke of a pen in the law to fall. Everyone who divorces his wife 
and marries another commits adultery. He who marries one who is divorced from a husband commits adultery. Now there was a certain rich man, and he was clothed in purple and fine linen, living in luxury every day. A certain beggar named Lazarus was taken to his gate, full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Yes, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The beggar died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his bosom. He cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in the same way bad things. But here he is now comforted, and you are in anguish. Besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, that those who want to pass from here to you are not able, and that no one may cross over from there to us. He said, I ask you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, so they won't also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if one rises from the dead. Chapter 17 He said to the disciples, It is impossible that no occasion of stumbling should come, but woe to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea, rather than that he should cause one of these little ones to stumble. Be careful. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in the day, and seven times returns, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord said, If you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you would tell this sycamore tree, Be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. But who is there among you, having a servant plowing or keeping sheep, that will say, when he comes in from the field, Come immediately and sit down at the table, and will not rather tell him, Prepare my supper, clothe yourself properly, and serve me, while I eat and drink. Afterward you shall eat and drink. Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded? I think not. Even so, you also, when you have done all the things that are commanded you, say, we are unworthy servants. We have done our duty. As he was on his way to Jerusalem, he was passing along the borders of Samaria and Galilee. As he entered into a certain village, ten men who were lepers met him, who stood at a distance. They lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. As they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus answered, 
Weren't the ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there none found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go your way. Your faith has healed you. Being asked by the Pharisees when God's kingdom would come, he answered them, God's kingdom doesn't come with observation. Neither will they say, Look here, or look there. For behold, God's kingdom is within you. He said to the disciples, The days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. They will tell you, Look here, or look there. Don't go away or follow after them. For as the lightning comes when it flashes out of one part under the sky, shines to another part under the sky, so will the Son of Man be in his day. But first, he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. As it was in the days of Noah, even so will it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married, and they were given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ship, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, even as it was in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But in the day that Lot went out from Sodom, it rained fire and sulfur from the sky and destroyed them all. It will be the same way in the day that the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he who will be on the housetop and his goods in the house, let him not go down to take them away. Let him who is in the field likewise not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life loses it, but whoever loses his life preserves it. I tell you, in that night there will be two people in one bed. One will be taken and the other will be left. There will be two grinding grain together. One will be taken and the other will be left. They answering asked him, Where, Lord? He said to them, Where the body is, there the vultures will also be gathered together. Chapter 18 He also spoke a parable to them that they must always pray and not give up, saying, There was a judge in a certain city who didn't fear God and didn't respect man. A widow was in that city, and she often came to him, saying, Defend me from my adversary. He wouldn't for a while, but afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will defend her, or else she will wear me out by her continual coming. The Lord said, Listen to what the unrighteous judge says. Won't God avenge his chosen ones who are crying out to him day and night, and yet he exercises patience with them? I tell you that he will avenge them quickly. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes... Will he find faith on the earth? He spoke also this parable to certain people who were convinced of their own righteousness, and who despised all others. Two men went up into the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed to himself like this, God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of men, extortionists, unrighteous, adulterers, or even this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far away, wouldn't even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, 
This man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. They were also bringing their babies to him that he might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. Jesus summoned them, saying, Allow the little children to come to me, and don't hinder them, for God's kingdom belongs to such as these. Most certainly, I tell you, whoever doesn't receive God's kingdom like a little child, he will in no way enter into it. A certain ruler asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus asked him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except one, God. You know the commandments. Don't commit adultery. Don't murder. Don't steal. Don't give false testimony. Honor your father and your mother. He said, I have observed all these things from my youth up. When Jesus heard these things, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor. Then you will have treasure in heaven. Then, come, follow me. But when he heard these things, he became very sad, for he was very rich. Jesus, seeing that he became very sad, said, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter into God's kingdom. For it is easier for a camel to enter through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into God's kingdom. Those who heard it said, Then who can be saved? But he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Peter said, Look, we have left everything and followed you. He said to them, Most certainly I tell you, there is no one who has left house, or wife, or brothers, or parents, or children, for God's kingdom's sake, who will not receive many times more in this time, and in the world to come, eternal life. He took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all the things that are written through the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be completed. For he will be delivered up to the Gentiles, will be mocked and treated shamefully, and spit on. They will scourge and kill him. On the third day he will rise again. They understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they didn't understand the things that were said. As he came near Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the road, begging, Hearing a multitude going by, he asked what this meant. They told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. He cried out, Jesus, you son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him, that he should be quiet, but he cried out all the more, You son of David, have mercy on me. Standing still, Jesus commanded him to be brought to him. When he had come near, he asked him, What do you want me to do? He said, Lord, that I may see again. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. All the people, when they saw it, praised God. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.